0: From the crime-ridden planet of Narshada to the dusty streets of Mos Eisley, broadcasting you from somewhere deep in an underground bunker on Nal Hutta, this is Table Flip. Table Flip is hosted by Patrick, <coughs> Nick, and Matt. The Techno Union Army good morning good afternoon and good good morning good afternoon good whatever hello everyone hey, welcome hey, to the table sir. there we go hello everyone welcome to table flip episode two zero. with the big 20 this is a very special episode, because we have an awesome guest planned and lined up for you this evening, and I am joined in the e-virtual studio, as always, by Mr. Nick. Good evening. Good evening. And Mr. Matt.
1: Hello, everyone. Hello, to, hello. I'd say good to see you, but I guess I can't see you.
0: Glad that you checked in again. There you go. There we go. So, Nick, we have a really special guest. Who do we have?
2: Tonight, we have probably one of... Uh, I can't even speak because I'm so overjoyed. We have Zoe Robinson from Fantasy Flight Games. She's the Senior Associate Art Coordinator
0: uh,
2: and and or the Art Director uh, from Fantasy Flight who works on Star Wars, and she's joining us this evening. So if you want to introduce yourself, Zoe.
3: Hey, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me on.
2: We are so overjoyed to have you. Myself personally... um, Patrick kind of razzes me out for being the big art lover, but uh, I think that's probably the main reason I play Star Wars is I just love to look at the cards. Everything is like really well coordinated with uh, the way the card looks and what the card is doing and the characters look great. And uh, I'm just overjoyed, like I said for the fourth or fifth time uh, to have you on the show to talk to you. So um, we're going to probably run through some questions and, and get your thoughts on the game and, and what you do at FFG. And we have some viewer questions after that and uh We'll just get started if you're all set.
3: That sounds great.
2: Excellent. So, uh, you've already introduced yourself. So, can you tell us about your background, working at FFG? What's your art and design background, et cetera?
3: Okay. Well, I, um, in college, I was a, um, an environmental studies major. So, I was all set to go to, to Kenya for, uh, for park management. And then I realized that chemistry hated me back. And I ran crying to the art department. <laughs> and the art department uh, didn't really like illustration, didn't really encourage it. So by the time my senior year rolled around, I had uh, sort of never, ever wanted to deal with the politics of, of galleries or contemporary art or anything like that. And uh, I wandered around in a lot of really weird jobs for several years. And then my, uh, the head of my gaming group, Said, "Hey, Zoe, Fantasy Flight Games is looking for an art director," and I said, "Oh wow! I hope they find someone good." <laughs> and, and they uh, made me turn in my resume, and it turned out I got the job. So now, now, was... now,
0: when you say made you, was this like a gunpoint, or was this um, like a bribe?
3: No, this was this was a uh, a friend sitting there updating my resume with me. Nice. As I squirmed and said I didn't think I'd get the job kind of thing, so if uh, it wasn't for your
0: friend, you would not be here today no,
3: no, probably not. and that was two thousand five no two thousand six early two thousand six so it's been it's been a while since uh I, it'll be what my eighth my eighth year this year
2: that's awesome. Yes. So you're a veteran. That's
3: Yeah, I've I've been around for a while. Uh when I uh started work at Fantasy Flight Games, there was no art department. It was just the game designers themselves commissioning art. So
2: um So you've yeah. been there for a lot of their
3: games? Yes. Yep. Yep. I came in when um when the World of Warcraft board game first. Uh, right after it launched is when I showed up. Oh wow! Also so right y-
0: after. you're a veteran then?
3: Yeah, <laughs> I've been around for a while. That's yeah. cool though. That's
0: uh, you know it's always really interesting to see and uh, just kind of talk to the people that have been there. Uh, with the same company for a long period of time. Because you get to see all these different variations of how the company changes, how their you know policies change, how it benefits the employees, how sometimes they make mistakes and then have to revert that kind of stuff, how certain games come and go, or even come back, like Netrunner. I mean, it, that that is really cool. Um, is there anything that, I, I guess, you uh, were sad to see kind of leave In your your uh, time at FFG so far, like game wise,
3: Mm, hmm, sad to see you know it's hard to process the concept of leave because I'm um, I'm always working in the future. Right now, I'm working on stuff that, or I just finished stuff that's going to be printed and we're going to hit the shelves in nine months to a year. Ooh, stuff. Um, so I'm also always working on so many things at once. Like now, uh, when I first started, it was just me,
1: mm-hmm.
3: um, doing all the art, but now we have, um, three art coordinators and then our, uh, our manager, the department manager, who's great. Um, uh, so it's, but we still have like 10 or 15 projects that we're working on at a time. So there really isn't time <laughs> to uh, look around and mourn and and, uh, and it, it, everything happens so fast yes. um,
2: so over the course of your your long tenure at ffg what 's involved in your role like what 's the day to day as far as going being the art coordinator?
3: well um, the fortunately now'm oh, so grateful for this um, there's a department manager who is essentially our tank. Um, who who comes takes the incoming schedule of things that are happening uh, figures out who's working on what, who has the, as far as orc- art coordinators go, um, who's got time, who's going to be drowning if they get this extra 300 art pieces to, to do whatever, uh, gives us our assignments and, um, and then we turn around and figure out those assignments for other people um if that makes any sense so they put us on projects and then we figure out which artists we want to have working on those specific projects does that make sense yeah
2: so so just i mean i follow you but just to clarify so like essentially we're like take star wars for instance so (laughs) um do you guys get like a prompt from like the design team as far as the mechanics of the game go and then you sort of cherry-pick who you want as far as artists go to design for those cards or over the course of the project or for the game in general?
3: Well, so I um, work on pretty much all the games in the Star Wars line. So that's the the LCG, the uh, role-playing game, plural, and, um, and X-Wing. And so... I sort of know ahead of time, since it's I I know I'm going to be doing the Star Wars LCG stuff, I can look ahead in the schedule, figure out when I need to get started, and um, then go talk to the the game designers and the producers and say, hey guys, I see this is coming up. We should sit down and talk about it. And um, then several months before things need to go to the printer they will come up with, it's actually the producers who come up with the, the lion's share to all of the art briefs right? all of the, they'll figure out um, what they want as far as art goes write down the concepts. I'll sit down with the, the uh, designer after all let's see, with Star Wars it's like 160, 170 cards in a cycle does that sound right? Eh, something. Like yeah, that.
2: It, I think it's what six or five or six
1: packs, and then there's uh, there's I, I feel like that's more it's, than should be one hundred eighty, and but there are sometimes repeats, so right. not not necessarily one hundred eighty new pieces of art.
3: Right, so it's like it's around there. It's, it's over a hundred. Um, so we'll sit down, and then we'll make sure that all the art briefs make sense. So I'll essentially edit them. And that's a process of, like, okay, what's the mechanic for this? Can we not use this particular type of creature because we've used it a whole bunch of times? Or <laughs> uh, I, th-
2: I think Patrick has a question that directly relates to this. Yeah.
0: Okay, so my question is is... Can you give us an idea of the progression of a piece of art from concept to the actual final card that we see in our hand?
3: Well, I cannot speak for the designers because okay. that, that all happens in their magic. But by the time I've uh, I come to the table, usually the um, stuff is all with all the cards are designed. Mostly stuff changes around, and um, but. <laughs> Usually most of the cards are designed, and if they aren't, they're smart enough not to tell me that. Um, (laughs) And so they've concepted, like, you know, the mechanic is this, so I envision it as being this. Um, And because of various stuff in Star Wars canon, we're going to have it manifest as this particular thing. Um, And they'll bring it to me, and I'll say, okay, does it... Look like it could hang out with Ninja Turtles. No. Does it look like it belongs in a Beatrix Potter book? No. Okay, we can use it. Let's, <laughs> um, because uh, the EU—that's a joke to myself. The the extended universe has a lot of stuff that was made controversial.
2: So, however controversial that is, the idea of the Man is going to be even more so
3: sort of visually as strong as i'd like it to be so things like i it uh lepu leku mm-hmm.
1: the the, the yep. bunny
3: people i, I don't I, i'd like to avoid i'd like to avoid that life day i'd like to avoid it um so <laughs> we usually have some sort of dialogue about um you know if we want another schistavan and wolfman in there or not
2: I just imagine you watch the old 80s Thundercats, and you see, like, the bear, the robot bears, and they, like, haunt your dreams.
3: I just – yeah, like – I just – I love Beatrix Potter, and I love Ninja Turtles. I actually have a Ninja Turtles t-shirt on right now, but I don't want those mixing in with my Star Wars, if that yeah, makes any that sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So – uh <laughs> and, 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 you
0: uh, know, uh, as, as fans of the Star Wars universe, we're very grateful for that as well.
3: <laughs> Cause, yeah, I uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of fondness for much of the EU, but uh, I think it's important to be a a conscientious custodian mm-hmm. of of the of the Star Wars universe, right, and make sure that everything you put in is is is, is cool. And fun and exciting. Well, um, you know, not
0: not not only that, um, you want to make sure it's authentic too.
3: Right. You know. Y- yes. You know. And that is what makes the the card game um, almost more difficult than the RPG art. Right. Because the RPG art is a lot of what I call Star Warsiness. hmm Which is, you know, original characters. Right. Right. Of course. Like, like sort of. Take this scenario and put it in the Star Wars universe, but not necessarily um, a Star Wars moment that's been crystallized yet. Um, whereas the cards are very much um, a thing that's already in the world. Right. So, so an example. Of how, go ahead. Yes. As say, an example of how that's difficult is it means there's a lot more. You have to do much, much more exacting research, um, like. corset um I had an artist ask me she had a uh, a rebel trooper image and she asked me hey Zoe are there buttons on those shirts and I went oh god because that meant I had to go back (laughs) I don't know first scene of a new hope and watch watch the you know watch it screen by screen until I could see that no there aren't any actual buttons on on the the openings in the shirts
2: Wow! You, so you, you heard it. You heard it here, guys. There are no buttons on the Rebel Trooper shirts. There are
3: no buttons. So,
0: so you really do some some very nitpicky research, then.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I like you already. That's that's great because it's my see my my, my biggest concern as as a Star Wars fanatic um, is just making the world seem authentic. No matter who's right. doing it, and you know, with, with the Disney takeover and everything, I am just not, not excited. Like I, I was at first, because I'm like, it's just, it's, it's really, it's, it's one of those things that I'm, I'm excited and very, very worried about it at the same time because Disney has messed up so many cool IPs over the last couple of years.
3: Do you, do you think so? The, uh, they've done such great stuff with Marvel, though.
2: Uh, uh, (laughs) the only thing i would argue with marvel and i hate to take this tangent i mean the whole deal with marvel was that disney had better distribution right so disney could get them into foreign countries where they weren't selling comic books and so now i'm wondering i mean i know that they've come out with like the little superhero people and lego marvel and things like that which i'm sure disney has leveraged for them but i mean star wars is such a different beast you know it's it's something serious i mean i think that's what you were getting at is mm-hmm. you know star wars is something crystallized it's been there for
0: generations you know,
2: 40, yeah 40 years now and you know it's something that people the fans are just ardent about like you can do a different version of captain america because comic books lend themselves to that i don't right. think you can do a different version of luke skywalker
0: or but, yeah yeah exactly
3: but i think uh disney is not all, disney is a is a structure Right. like disney is a logistics is it, it, i mean their their theme parks are all about experience management right mm-hmm. and making sure that you have a quality experience and i so i think they have the leverage to get just the the smartest and the best and the most enthusiastic so i'm i'm, I don't know, I'm really optimistic about what um well like I, smart yeah enough. yeah
0: uh, you know I, I personally think that a lot of Star Wars fans are optimistic because you can't just go, oh, it's Disney. It's going to be terrible, blah, blah, blah. I mean that's not fair because we haven't actually seen what they're going to do with it. But it's it's kind of that, that, that slippery slope of, okay, if you go over this line, you're going to piss off probably 4.9 billion people that love Star Wars. If you go this way, you're going to piss them off for another reason. So it's like this this super kind of tippy-toppy like – I don't know just balancing act that they're going to have to really be careful with.
3: But at the same time, like JJ Abrams already has a history of like with Super 8, he proved that he can just nail that that um, that that 80s right. sort of that Spielberg feel. And that was right? an excellent
0: like, movie. It was a very good
3: movie. Right. And at the same time, with Fringe and Lost, he proved that he can um <laughs> Sustain of sustain huge uh, fandoms, extremely diverse fandoms over long periods of time, and. <laughs>
0: but, well, I mean, with the case of Lost, he kind of made everyone upset at the end.
3: Why? Well, well,
2: but but uh, I think that's because he, he built himself into you know kind of a corner. Such, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. the yeah. I mean, show was so good. How do you end that? You know, like.
3: And then I'm, you combine that with the successful Star Trek. Um, that's fair. Well, uh, and like talk about picky, picky fandoms, right? Like, yeah, Star Trek is a rabid, rabid fandom, and that was a pretty spectacular uh, reboot. So I, I don't know. I was, yeah. I'm enthusiastic and excited to see what they do with it.
0: As long as they don't like bring Chewie back from the dead or something, I'm okay. I just, I, well, I, I don't.
3: But that's the thing. Right now, it's the Space Council of Nicaea, right? Or that's how. <laughs> That's how um, the RPG department talks about it. Um, The where the Lucas Story Group is sitting down and figuring out what of the EU they're keeping and what they're getting rid of. Right. Right. Like, so. That's fair. So, so, it's not that they'd be bringing Chewie back from the dead. It's that he never would have died in the first place.
0: Yeah, but see, I I feel that that like really kind of. Seal the deal for Jason turning to the dark side and just like kind what of leading adjacent. exactly, and that's my problem. If they get rid of that storyline, I'm going to be so upset. All right, Matt, what is your question? I know. I just anyway. Back to <laughs> yeah, art. Back before to we art.
1: get too far off track on the um, extended universe. Oh, uh, don't except get Star Wars fans talking about that. No, no. <laughs>
3: well, the extended universe is. Yeah. Uh, Into the art because, especially in the LCG, we do. I mean, we do a lot of EU stuff. Yes. Oh,
1: Mara Jade.
3: Mara Jade. Yes.
1: My my favorite EU character. Talk about Mara Jade. Ask her your question because that's later in the interview, but that you can ask her now. Yeah, we can jump to that. So, uh, you know, is the design process different when you're dealing with someone from the extended universe who you don't have on screen? Um, You know, we talked about Mara Jade. She's was um, rather. Uh, I don't want know, to know if I can call it famous for an EU character in Star Wars, but she was portrayed <laughs> by <laughs> Shannon McRandall in um, the, the Cypher card game mm-hmm. in the 90s, and that likeness has been used a lot of times. Do you tell the artists things like, stick with the kind of established, or
3: No, no. Your imagination um, or <laughs> I think um, I try very hard not to I mean, Star Wars itself is kind of the the you know the '70s mustaches and st- it it is inherently a a, a dated uh, property in some ways, but I don't think it has to be. So I try very hard to make um, to 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 keep the visuals so you can't pin them to a decade. If that makes. Does that make
2: sense? Is is that why there's yeah. no biz, big Stark lighter?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I I don't I, you have to ask the guys. Let Are, it go uh... Nick. Let it go
2: no I, if you're gonna pick a bo- or if I have a bone to pick it's Bosch that's what I want I want Bosch and I want the thermal detonator we've had this discussion we a lot times we yeah. had Zach on here I tell everybody <laughs> that that's the set I want so Zoe I'm asking you give us tell them they need Bosch and they need the thermal detonator and and they should call me and uh, I'll come in and I'll do the whole set for them and, and I've got it all worked out but if you just need to win worlds next year and exactly. Use that yes, exactly the rocky story maybe Zoe can help me.
3: <laughs> I I when it comes to a design, I I I have no I, I expect I expect the developers to stay out of my sketch folders and, and I stay out of their development process, their design process.
1: So Matt, you have the next question. Yes. Um so when the artists are um, working on art, do you give them a description or do they kind of submit a portfolio of um, here's some Star Wars art. Does any of it work?
3: Oh no, yeah, we we commission specific briefs. Yep. we give them a we give them a description, we give them a template. Um, mm-hmm. It's all very meticulous. Uh, I when I have a list of art pieces that I need to give out, I have the briefs. I'll go through and and get them edited to where I need them to be. Make sure all the the references in order or mostly in order. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I go through and sort of make a dream team pick out okay. of, of the artists that I know of um, who I would love to have work on the project. and mm-hmm. then extend them that invitation via email. Like, Hey, I have a Star Wars project. <laughs> you want to work on it? Here's a timeline. And, and they just, say yes. Oh, well, <laughs> you know, some of them are busy. Some of them are, oh, yeah. you know, um, and from the people who respond, I then have... Because um, not everybody is good at everything when it comes right. to art. Right. So then I, uh, my the comparison that I use is Sudoku. So I'll, I have a bunch of art briefs and a bunch of artist names. And each artist has asked for a specific number of pieces based on the timeline. So I have to basically look at everybody's portfolio, match everyone up to their strengths, uh, make sure everyone who asks for a piece actually gets one, uh, that there are no pieces left over, that no one's getting overburdened, that's, yep, and that every piece gets assigned. All right. and a quick
1: follow, I'm sorry, go ahead.
3: That that actually is it. Um, New art directors always are like, well, you know, I'll assign things and send it out the same day. Signing can take days because right. Right? that's really what's going to make or break um, the the project because if you've done your job right you've set everyone up to succeed and it's easy. Um, if you misassign something then you sort of have to then it takes handbacks and handbacks and handbacks and, right. and can take a long time.
1: So, so quick follow up yes. to that um, could you give us any samples of um, art briefs that you've used for one of the cards, so we have an idea what the artists get to work with.
3: Um, let me look at. Is there a card that you guys like that? Um,
2: we like Jedi. We
3: like Jedi. Oh, um, I'm looking at Duty Officer. Okay. Okay. So, um, Duty Officer was originally um, Conscription's Officer. Interesting. So it was, uh, basically the brief had, was, uh, you know, it was a unit. So um, I think it was something like uh, an Imperial officer um, studies readouts of a world thinking, you know, planning to conscript its population kind of thing. So it's, mm-hmm. it's really short uh, and then the artists can, can run with it. Some of them are more complicated but we try to keep them as simple as possible because I don't, I don't want to get in the way of the right. art.
0: Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. So um, yeah. as far as the art goes, um, I know that there is some duplicate art in, say, the X-Wing to the LCG or vice versa. Do huh? you guys um, – Create the art so you can use it between all three of your Star Wars franchises, or do you guys always try to individualize things and then just kind of make something else new for the other game? Um,
3: I always, I always, always, always do things, uh, so that they can be used in all three. Okay, Uh, they all have a similar style. Um, however, if you're commissioning the thing that it's commissioned for. Uh, like if you'll notice on the, the like the unit cards have that mm-hmm. floating bar. Yes. So things are composed for what they're originally um, originally commissioned for. Okay. But they then are basically up up for grabs for um, for developers to say oh this would be good for you know insert blank. Another line you only use them once in each line,
0: okay, so uh, a follow up question to that would be, do you specifically design cards for that certain i p uh within the star wars franchise um has that does that happen a lot, and you're just like, oh, we can use it for x wing now or um right. okay it's it,
3: um it's very very rarely where I'll say you know, sometimes in because we do so many LCG cards, mm-hmm. often I'll have the list of of things um, of X Wing things that are coming up, mm-hmm. and I, I'll go to Dolman and I'll say, "Hey, you know, we have Thai Phantoms coming up. What can can you can you put Thai Phantoms in the LCG art somewhere mm-hmm. when you're designing?" So,
0: wow. does that mean we're going to see Thai Phantoms in the LCG?
3: <laughs> We've seen a
1: preview of the Thai Phantom used in the art of a enhancement card, I think, in that last um, force pack, actually.
0: Matt, I wanted to see if you'd spill the beans.
1: Uh, no, no, or TIE, TIE Phantoms was... in the LCG. <laughs>
3: I actually, right, uh, sorry. I actually caused, I it... used TIE Phantoms just because I remember that we talked about it on the... Uh, we know that there are Thai Phantoms and X-Wing. I don't want to accidentally.
0: Oh, I know, <laughs> well, I know. I'm just funny. giving you a hard time. I'm just giving you a hard time.
3: I will. Uh,
2: confess, I will confess. I told Zoe as a as a condition of this interview, she, we wouldn't ask her spoilery type things. So I, wait,
0: I, wait to tell me, Nick. So much. <laughs> Way wait, wait to tell me, Nick. I appreciate that. Thanks.
2: Well. it... <laughs> not so much that she doesn't get asked, it's so much that she is not compelled to answer as a condition of being on the podcast.
0: Yeah, well... I tried. Right. I, I tried. I tried. I for, tried for those of you who asked me... Who, who tried to make me
1: slip. That's okay.
0: Matt, y- right. your question.
1: Yeah, so... Um, this is, might touch a little on the design side, and you might not know, but do you know of any situations where um, the artwork has come in and kind of influenced the um, design or mechanics of a card... Where it was originally planned one way, and then the designer saw the art and like, oh, hey, we could do this instead, and it fits awesome.
3: I don't know specific situations um, off the top of my head, but I do know often stuff comes in, and so we'll change the title to fit a little better, or we'll swap art on cards. Oh, this turned out to be more aggressive, and this is more aggressive. Um, I believe the Darth Vader from the core sets was supposed to be like Vader's lightsaber, but hmm. it had the you know the real aggressive slicing thing. Right. So we used right. that as Darth Vader and saved the the Hoth Vader we actually had for the core set, but because uh, it was um, it was a little more commandy mm-hmm. than than y Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. The hot cycle. So there's stuff like that happens. Um, But I do know that definitely um, the design team makes accommodations for art that comes in in unexpected ways. If that answers your question.
0: Yeah. Definitely.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, So I have I have the next question. Uh, what do you find, and I think you've, you've touched on this a little bit, what do you find to be the most fulfilling experience in terms of designing a card? Is it, is it characters that have already been done? Is it things that haven't been done before? So you talk about, you know, uh, some kind of like random monster that comes up for the game, or is it uh, like you were just touching on, like the two different versions of Vader?
3: Oh, man. I, I love Star Wars. I love Star Wars so much. Uh, my very first sort of hobby game game when I was in seventh grade was West End Games second edition Star Wars role playing game. Oh that's cool. So I've been I I just love Star Wars and it's really, really fun to give Star Wars pieces to all these great artists who um who work so hard and do such great work and to be like, ooh, this moment, I wonder what it would look like if so and so, you know, did this character or did this piece or Um, and so it's, it's getting these visuals that aren't yet manifested and giving them to different people and seeing how they turn out. That's, that's what I love about it.
1: Excellent. So you're clearly a huge Star Wars fan. Can you spill beans on favorite movie or character or anything like that?
3: Oh man. Favorite movie. I guess I kind of think of the original trilogy as one long movie. Yeah. uh, Um... Empire Strikes Back, you know, when I was a kid, Return of the Jedi was my favorite because uh, I like that happy endings thing, but I just <laughs> think the uh, the directing and the, the script and stuff is so compelling in um, Empire Strikes Back. Uh, that's been my favorite for, eh, you know, since I've been a teenager.
0: You know, it, it's it's funny that you say that because I actually have Empire Strikes Back FFG sleeves for my Dark Side decks. So nice. Yeah, um, that that actually kind of leads me up to a follow up question. How do you guys um, pick what type of art you guys want to do for your sleeves? Because I know that we have some ones coming up that are still on the boat. Uh, s- some of the, the the newer sleeves that you guys have uh, uh, spoiled uh, well, a couple months ago, in fact. Um, what is your like design process for the uh, the sleeves and stuff?
3: That is a combination of marketing, my boss and the CEO. So I do not have I very fortunately <laughs> they, they take mercy on me and don't make me do those extra projects. Thank goodness. Okay. Uh,
0: now um would you want to be a part of that or is that just something that you just simply don't have time for?
3: Um I'm working on about 300 pieces right now. Oh, okay. So you don't have time for it. I get that. Okay.
0: Fair enough. Uh, yeah. What is your favorite Star Wars sleeve set? I guess is is, favorite is question. Favorite Star Wars sleeve set? Yeah. You
3: know, I really... As far as, like, card playing goes, I mean, I love... I love card arts. I was really proud of... um Of the Balance of the Force sleeves. The, that are... Christy Bellonescu's art. Okay. From the first set, because that was the the art that um, or disturbance in the force. It okay. Force. Um the disturbance in the force sleeves I was really proud of because I think that was the only interior um in house sort of produced art that went in that that went into that sleeve set. But beyond that, like as far as game playing goes, just the the simple uh rebel and. i just like simple sleeves on my stuff fair enough cool
0: we actually
2: just gave away that force pack of sleeves yeah uh, we did a couple episodes ago so it's funny you mention that cuz that's one of my absolute favorite
3: yeah um, i'm excited uh that artist took a took a break from freelancing for a little while and he's back and i'm nice really excited very to get him cool get-
0: See, uh, my personal favorite are the Han Solo ones because I'm I'm a big Han Solo fan, and uh, I just it 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 really kind of represents his uh, his character really well. So I I just I I had to use those Han Solo sleeves. But um, let's see here, Matt, why don't you go ahead with your question?
1: All right. While we're talking favorites, um, do you have any favorite card art, Um, or if you can't say a favorite, um, any? A few that are your favorites, or some a piece that surprised you, and you you thought, oh wow, that turned out a lot cooler than I thought it could.
3: I think hmm, it's hard to call favorites because there's really a story in every piece of art. Right. You know, my my mom says my favorite child is the one I'm with.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, a cop out answer.
3: Right. But like while you're looking at a piece, you can see all the amazing things about it, and you of course you have a relationship with each artist, so you know like the process of how it happened. And but so I have have a lot of favorite pieces, Uh, but one of the very earliest pieces that came in for working on Star Wars, and you guys have to understand we worked on when did the when did the core book the core game come out.
1: Like a year ago uh, yeah. christmas um just over a year ago so mm-hmm. christmas 2012
3: we've been working on this game for years <laughs> and, and it, you know it, at one point it was pretty much complete and then got redesigned and uh so we've been working on this for years and years before it came out um and the very first piece of star wars art that came in, I believe, was the Corellian Engineer piece.
0: Really? By Ryan Barger. That's amazing,
3: because that card
0: has been like the discussion of like, well, we want to include it in our decks, but he doesn't do anything. He just kind of sits there and has a shield. It, it, it's really funny that you actually say that, because that's still one of my favorite cards, because you're just like, I'm going to put this down, and oh, cool, I have a shield. Alright.
3: But, like, that 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 art that came in, um was the was the piece that I sort of went oh man I want to be her <laughs> it was it was it was very um it just put a really edgy very present um feel to the 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 classic mm-hmm. uh sort of original era and it made me really happy and I I still love it a lot
0: all right. So, um, a kind of a follow-up question to this is: if we have any listeners who are artists and want to break into the market or even uh, one day create illustrations for FFG, um, mm-hmm. how would they go about doing that? And maybe you can give them some uh, kind of kind of some career path advice here.
3: Uh. I mean. Well. Other like the than best you know, best I think would be to have good art.
0: Okay, that's very so. So I I couldn't get in with like my my uh, stick people lightsaber fights or anything.
3: Yeah, you No, know, have good art. Dang it. Uh, um, digital portfolio. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, an online portfolio and email me a link. I cannot promise work. It's there's a lot of really amazing artists out there. Yes, there are. Uh, take a look at the art that shows up in the game, and if your art um, fits in in style and quality, then I could probably absolutely give you work.
0: <laughs> now, um, uh, another question is, what what kind of style is is the art? Do you guys use like I, I'm I I am not an art person in any way. I know nothing about art. So, like, what is this style of art considered?
3: I don't know if it has a name. I think of our line styles in terms of parameters. Mm-hmm. So there'll be I'll have. Sort of median style people, and then okay. I'll build out the you know less and more stylistic parameters from there, and people fall in that. Like, um, so sometimes there'll be something that falls a little bit out of the style parameters, mm-hmm. and people who um, you know look for that sort of thing will probably pick up on it, but. Because of that sort of short continuum uh you can look at it at, at the at your hands right and there 'll be a few different styles in there, but it all fit together. It all makes sense
0: yeah, I mean, because the the cards themselves really just feel like they were all drawn by one artist, that just is fantastic, but you know oh, really you okay. know, they, they they really do because you know you, you look at them even like even if you put a like, dark and a light side deck together and mash all the cards together like they all just kind of feel very similar uh, in terms of the way the colors are and um, just, just the way that everything's represented on the card. I mean, like, my, my personal favorite art um, on the card is Rapid Fire, which came out with Balance of the Force. It's part of the uh, Blue Squadron objective set. And I mainly like this one because it looks almost identical to the old-school Star Wars games that I played as a kid, like TIE Fighter, Rogue Squadron. Like It, it just looks like one of those scenes from... My childhood, and and like you guys just have have been really really good at kind of capturing that nostalgic feel to this card game. Unlike some of the other
3: artists on that?
0: Oh gosh, hang on, let me see if I can find the name.
3: Rapid fire, you say?
0: Yeah, I it there's I can't actually find the name on here, unfortunately.
3: Did you not get Boosh in uh in Balance of the Force? Is that is that it's, not count as Boosh?
2: It does not count. I. I want my own single player one that you get. <laughs> I'm such a big baby, but uh, just to go off of what Patrick said, I think what he means is that when you look at the cards in total, if you laid out every single card that's available, there's a great unity amongst the art. And I, it varies yeah. between, you know, like the art that Tony Fodi does and the art that you have from, um, you know, some of the old concepts that they did for Ralph McQuarrie, like, all those things come together, and the, and it seems like Star Wars, you know, it's very true to everything that it needs in the game, and it's very true to the way Star Wars looks and, and everything, yet you can still distinguish those and have those individual things. It's just, for some reason, there's so much unity in, in the totality of the artwork. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you.
3: That's... Um, that is... Tony, by the way, is really fun, and if you ever get the chance to sit down and have a drink with him, you absolutely should because he's hilarious. Awesome. Uh,
2: he draws my favorite card.
3: <laughs> he's pretty great. Which one's your favorite?
2: Um, I like the. I think it's Suresu Defense. It has okay. uh, Suriasu. Is it? Yes. Is that how it's? I thought it was Suresu, but Whatever. anyways, uh, Suresu Training. Um, it's my favorite card.
3: Cool. Um, yeah, that comes down to to um, basically when. Art scouting, uh, picking that art list of people to, to give to give, give the art call to, mm-hmm. you only pick the artists who fit in the style of the game.
0: Of course, of course. Uh, Nick, I know that you had a, another question.
1: So,
2: uh, you know, we, we just touched on, like, Tony, who does art for the game and, and other things. What kind of artists outside of Star Wars uh, inspire you, or do you know of any artists that that really inspire the artwork that's done for the game?
3: Uh, I'm sorry, what? Hmm? Oh, uh, Artists That Inspire Me. I'm still looking for rapid fire.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it,
3: um,
1: I found it on Card Game DB, but it's like the one card that doesn't have an illustrator yeah. listed on yeah. their that listing. That
3: might be a, um, a Lucasfilm piece then. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, from. It's, it's it's a, a piece says of art from... Lucasfilm. It's, mm-hmm. it's
2: from Rebel Assault. That's where it it's is. from. Yeah. Sorry. Ah. I only know that because I got that game as a little kid and could never beat it, and
1: could only knew the cheat code to get to this level
2: that I could <laughs> never beat.
1: You didn't know the cheat code that made you invincible when you hit the plus button? No. Um, no you you hit plus not, and it healed you? No. I knew that uh, button.
0: I, I just kind of spammed that and beat the whole game. It was great.
1: You, you did the little cheat thing on the joystick and it got this bell tone ring, LucasArts. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Yes! Now I can play the last level over and over again and get a million points. Yep, exactly. Oh, yeah. None of us cheated. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no, I
3: have the little notebook by the computer too yeah. with all the codes I figured out right I now. still
0: have mine in my closet. Yeah. So. yep. Anyway, uh, back to what artists inspire you.
3: What artists inspire me? Well, just in general, I am a sucker for the pre-Raphaelites. So Waterhouse, um, John Waterhouse is a huge... Huge inspiration, um, Vermeer, Rembrandt, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I, uh, Pre-Raphaelites and uh, Italian and Flemish masters. I I I adore. Okay. Um, a modern modern artists are or illustrators right now. I have gosh, I have so many amazing people working for me, right? Who who do these and like so i i can't really like tony's stuff all of these artists you know i give them i give them the brief and you know let their it's it's their art and it's their imagination and you know i give ip corrections and mm-hmm. poke them and and get you know the colors right and uh you know i i'm an extra set of eyes right to to make sure it's it's going well but um you know it's it's a it's a really inspiring group to work with that's for sure okay uh, so Sorry. yeah I, I look to art history a lot awesome oh,
2: that's that's also my bag uh, I did a lot of Greek and Roman art history in uh, undergrad which I think made me go to law school in some way <laughs> which was yeah. weird listening, you know, and learning about the Roman Senate and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, go to law school. You'll be great at it. It's like, oh, God.
0: So, um, we're going to do some listener questions now. Uh, these, okay. are, these are questions sent to us th- uh, by the community uh, through cardgamedb.com and a couple other uh, Twitter and Facebook and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. My my, uh, my last question to you is, before we get to those, is um, as far as the full art cards are concerned, uh, I know that we're starting to see more of those in, um, like, the store championship packs and that kind of stuff. Oh. Um, what is your, I guess, opinion on them? And are you trying to push for more to be included in, say, just just random uh, force packs and that kind of stuff? I mean, obviously, you, you, you know, if, if that's the case, then don't answer the question. But, like, we have we have a lot of games that do these, these wonderful full art cards. And um, you know they're very limited in Star Wars right now. Um, do you want to see more of those, or are those uh, like a huge time sink for for a lot of the artists?
3: The the full arts. Yes. The full art arts. Well, those are I mean special we specially commissioned those from for marketing just for the the events. Okay. Right, as as prizes, really. Um, so they're they're a lot of fun to be able to you know. Really get in and, and uh, show they show off the art so beautifully. So they're they're right. a lot of fun. Um, I don't know that I I really can't talk about or can't I, I wouldn't know no, how to talk about anything <laughs> that might be happening. Right,
0: right. Well, without getting in trouble, I understand.
3: Not, no, I mean I don't even really know because right. I'm working on art and people making those decisions are in other rooms um, making those decisions. So, mm-hmm. uh, but. I don't know that randomness will ever be introduced into the into the force packs. Okay. Just because it's really important for us that nobody have to rare chase.
0: That's fair. That's fair. You know, just me personally, I miss opening booster packs. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know, it's fu- it's funny because I, I my I, wallet doesn't miss it. Well, no, 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 my wallet doesn't miss it either. But <laughs> it's like after playing this game for a while, I've I missed it so much. I started getting both Pokemon booster packs again. Was like, yay, yeah, this is so much fun! Like, get a I get a holographic. Speaking of which, that needs to happen. So, uh, listener questions. Um, who wants to take the first one?
2: I can start. All right. Uh, so we, this question comes from our Facebook page, um, and this is from Jason Kulner. Uh, sorry if I pronounce your name wrong. How much leeway does an artist have for interpretation? So we talked a little bit about the briefs that they get. Um, has there ever been a situation that you're putting strict limitations on what cannot and, or can and cannot be done in terms of the artwork?
3: Well, um, I mean, people turn in sketches mm-hmm. and, will go off the sketch from there so a lot of it's, you know, my feeling, could we uh, focus a little less on her ass, please, and and <laughs> move the camera up to her face a bit. You know, it's just stuff like that. You, you, that's what you mean, then, yes, but um, there's really only one way to draw an X-Wing.
0: That, that's true. That's true.
3: Um, so it's kind of the um, the Henson creature Shop effect, right? Well, like you have, there are aliens, but then there are individuals within those aliens. Right. Right. So, um, within the IP, there are definite, there are definite correct ways to paint a thing. Um, but there's always a little bit of play. Mm
2: -hmm. Excellent. Uh, I, here's a question that we have from Card Game DB. Um, this is from Blake three uh, three three, and I actually thought this was an interesting question. Uh, does FFG plan to make a colorblind set or even a colorblind card game? Uh, and this specifically relates to some of the design uh, decisions related to uh, like the icons on the actual cards.
3: That's something I can't answer. I really, it's uh, That's fair. FFG policy not to talk about anything that may or may not come up in the future. Cool. Yeah, oh, no, no worries. worries.
0: That's fair. Well, I mean, technically <laughs> that's, that's so an answer, so, I mean, it could be yes, could be no, so, yeah. Um, uh, next question, Matt.
1: Okay. Um, these come from a card game DB user, um, Dimas. Demos, however he likes to pronounce it. Um, he first asked about settling on, how you settle on the general art style. I think we... Touched on that a we little, yep. um, do you have anything to add? Nos okay
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, to, a lot of its internal feeling, you know sort of what feels like I mean again, I'm a huge star Wars fan, so it's mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. looking at Macquarie art, watching the original trilogy a gabillion times and mm-hmm. and um, you know seeing what feels right, what feels like it fits
1: all right um, and kind of in relation to that. How did you decide on um, the icons for the different affiliations? Um, in particular, he mentions the smugglers, and you know which has the Millennium Falcon, or at least a YT-1300 freighter, as its um, icon.
3: That is a completely different department from the art department. Oh, okay, That really? is the um, so the art department basically just commissions and um, directs the. The art pieces, we call it the raw art, um, wow. that are in the cards, the, the card art, the, the frames, the icons, all of those things are done by our um, in-house graphic design team who are amazing uh, and who, you know, work really, really hard to make these things look awesome. So, uh,
0: so it's basically like a how a video game is developed, where you have the art people that give them chunks of art, and then you have like a UI, UI designer that'll take that art and put it into the user interface via Photoshop or whatever program they use. Yep, but, exactly. Cool. It's, very cool. There's
3: ones that uh, make all the information digestible and and you know lay it out and yep.
0: Okay. Very nice. Um, as far as the affiliation colors go. Um, also,
3: graphic
0: design. Okay, okay, alrighty. So we can skip the rest of that question entirely. Alrighty, um...
3: My... Sorry, Demas, you so, asked yeah, the wrong right person, I guess. You asked
0: the wrong person. <laughs> no, you should um, talk
3: to uh, Brian Schomburg, who's the head of the graphic design department. Alright, Who's so, awesome.
0: So now, did you guys design the uh, art for the affiliation cards, or was that all them?
3: The affiliation cards.
0: Yeah, the, the, uh, the ones where you have to... Um, the alternative ones. The, the alternative yeah. ones. Um, the ones that came with last year's regional. The regional kit, yeah. Mm-hmm. They had. Uh, the...
3: probably. I imagine that was. Yep. Okay,
0: because they're well. Um, they're really well done. For so good job on those. Um, let's see. What other questions do we have here? Uh, Nick, go ahead with the other ones that we have.
2: Uh, so we did touch on this a little bit earlier, and uh, this is a question from Card Game DB. Um by Darth B. S. He has, he has recent developments with Disney impacted the art side of the game heavily? Has it involved with working uh, with different people outside of FFG? And uh, what impact will that have on any new ventures going forward? And I know that you you're sort of constrained by not mentioning stuff forward. But, um, you know, what sort of your predictions do you think that that's going to have a major effect on where the art is going and what might change considering you have e- a lot of EU characters in the game?
3: You know, I don't know. Um, I look forward to finding out. I, like, we are, we have a license coordinator. Right. Who, um, sort of does the communication between, um, us and the contacts at, at Luke's film. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I, those are conversations I don't, someone else has for me, mm-hmm. <laughs> essentially, which is, is, um. Gosh, is a real time saver. <laughs> uh, my, my my poor boss is in meetings all the time, and I I'm very grateful for the time I get to actually spend. Right, you know, working with artists and art directly. Um, so so I don't I don't actually know. Okay, but I'm excited to find out. And um, you know, FFG is a company that um, is pretty fast on its feet. Pretty light on mm-hmm. its feet, so I'm I'm confident that whatever happens, we'll be able to of course
0: uh,
3: roll with it and keep things looking awesome.
0: Well, good. Well, we we look forward to the awesome years of art ahead. Ahead. Um. My the last question before we before we sign out here is, what do you do outside of your uh, job at FFG? Do you uh, like to play other games? Uh. You know, video games, that kind of stuff. Um. Do you guys have any weird? Office, ma- office mascots or rituals that you guys do uh, when you start start your uh, day.
3: Let's see. Uh, well, I just uh, got back from an Edge of the Empire session. Nice. A couple hours ago, <laughs> uh, which is very fun. Uh, been, and I'm spoiled uh, because you know I'm playing with the designers and writers and stuff um
0: so so is, is that like is is that like cheating for them since they know everything about the game they just know how to exploit everything
3: well no <laughs> you know with role playing games it's a little more about cooperative storytelling yeah, but it does true. allow to like if i'm ever running a story it allows me to cheat because i go so uh dan what would you do in this situation as far as rolling dice it means that i never have to learn the rules right nice uh, <laughs> yeah nice um, but aside from the rare uh, weekend or weeknights role-playing session, I don't really get much of a chance to play games. Um, we do have um, people who run weekly game nights that, you know, as people you know get married or have kids or do mm-hmm. whatever, um, those become harder and harder to have. But yes, they do. Everyone plays games over lunch if they take a lunch. I don't really take lunch very often. Um, but it, it, last year we had a, a Tichu tournament, which is a, a card game that, I can't remember which company puts it out, but it's uh, <laughs> we all got really into it and, and, and would play tournament style. We often play um, our LCG tournaments So in, in in-house mm-hmm. so over, over lunch or after work or or whatever okay uh, i mean we're all gamers so we yeah. all uh, grab as much opportunity to to play games as we absolutely can but okay uh, we're pretty busy
0: well it sounds like it i mean you guys have a bajillion card games you guys have and art's probably you know Flying every which way, you got to try and catch it. So, I mean, you guys definitely do a great job, and the art of this game is just fantastic. It's you know, it honestly, it's it's what actually got me into the game in the first place.
3: Oh, um, I'm so flattered to hear that. I'm really glad.
0: I mean, because so. uh, I, I was uh, I was actually looking um, at the Lord of the Rings LCG that you guys do as well. And I was looking at the Star Wars LCG, and, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan, a little bit more than I am a Star Wars fan, just because I like that uh, type of uh, universe. And I was looking at the Star Wars LCG, and the card that got me, um, like, super into the game was the um, uh, was Red 5. And the main reason is because I looked at that card and went, and went this looks just like the movie. This looks like the original... When did the movie come out? Seventy-seven, I think the movie yeah. was. Yeah, seventy-seven. This looks like the exact scene that was in the nineteen seventy-seven Star Wars movie, and like that—that that amount of detail, that amount of, uh, I guess, craftsmanship that was kind of put into this single card. I was like, I'm playing Star Wars from now on.
3: Yay! Is that a And, um,
0: and you know, just just great job on, on the the amount of uh, spectacular art that you guys do for this game. Uh, I think it's it's definitely one of the main reasons that I think a lot of people play is because you don't do the stupid photo crap that just wants me, w- makes me want to pull my hair out every time I see a card game. Go, we're gonna go the lazy route and just use movie scenes and then call it a card game, because that's that's the cool way to do it. You, you guys oh, actually yeah. take art and you know allow talented people to go, hey, draw draw this cool X-wing for me, draw Darth Vader, draw all these really cool characters, and then we're gonna turn it into a card game um i just just such a good job and uh, i really really just want to thank you guys for kind of bringing the star wars back into the the card game light uh if you were so so thank you for that well
3: thank you i I feel really privileged to be able to to work with the team i have and um to be able to to commission you know original pieces for you know so many different you know what if moments in star wars it's mm-hmm. it's uh, it's uh, as a as a fangirl myself i i uh, if if 14 year old me had known what i'd be doing at 30 <laughs> i i think i probably would have passed out right there just out of sheer joy
0: <laughs> well that's cool very cool matt and nick closing statements for Mrs. zoe over here
2: do you want me to go first? I'll go first. Sure, why not? Zoe, thank you so much for this interview. It was wonderful, and I was so glad to be able to set this up with you, and, and I hope our listeners have loved listening to uh, all your excellent answers. I mean, we touched on so many different things, and uh, it was a really wonderful opportunity to have this conversation with you, and, and I just want to say thank you.
3: Oh, thanks for having me on. I, I feel badly like we, we touched on so many things. I, I, again, every piece has a story behind it. It so. does. It does. It, there's a lot of there's a lot of things. There's a lot of love. That's what it is. There's yes, a lot there's of love there's behind a lot the of, game. There's a lot of time and a lot of blood and a lot of love from a lot of different people in these. Blood,
1: sweat and tears, as they say. Yep. Yep. Yes, thank you for coming on. Um one thing we want to give you the chance to do, um, you know, we always do shout outs at the end of the show. Do you have any shout outs, people you want to thank or just give a Hey I'm on the internet shout out
3: to <laughs> Hi, um, Mom. Just In general, all my artists and they work so hard they work I cannot I cannot understate how hard yeah. these people work for me. Um they just um yeah they this is I help with these but this is not my work. This is this is their work. And um, I just I, – I appreciate them so much, <laughs> and I hope they know that.
0: Definitely, definitely. And, um, you know, I mean, uh, thank you to our listeners. Shout out to you guys for uh, coming up with some excellent questions. I'm sorry we didn't get to all of them, but, you know, of course we do have a time constraint. And uh, we can't ask all of them because just certain things are not allowed to be asked, and that's the way it goes. Super secrets here. It is Star Wars after all. I mean, you, you got the Jedi archives. You got the, the, the Sith holocron stuff that's all locked away and secretive, so – Many
1: no, Bothans died to bring that. you these answers. Uh,
2: <laughs>
0: stole my reference. Yes, many Bothans <laughs> died to bring us this information. Admiral Akbar, please—the most stoned face line of the Star in Star Wars history. Just like, okay, creepy, but thank you so much for our listeners to uh, that uh, you know support us uh, week to week or week to every other week, I should say. Um, and Zoe thank you very much for being on and taking your time out of the, uh this evening um uh very much appreciated very very grateful and uh very kind of a, a very humbling experience to just kind of know what you go through know how much work you guys are actually putting into this game um it's it's a very uh very surreal kind of uh process to, to me because i don't like i said i don't i don't know anything about art and it's just it's really cool to kind of understand what what you guys do and um just the amount of of work you guys put into it and uh just thank you so much for being on. I really, really appreciate it.
3: Well, thank you guys for playing. It it it's wonderful to know that um as hard as we work on this stuff, it it, it means a lot to other people who play it too. So
0: it definitely does, definitely does. As always, guys, you, you can always check it out check it check us out on our Twitter and social media feeds. Uh it is at uh tableflip show and uh facebook is going to be uh forward slash table flip, flip table flip podcast you can also email us um with any questions or comments uh as going to be gmail uh table flip show i believe is there is our email i don't know i don't i don't know our own email i'm terrible but uh that's it that's all guys god bless me the force be with you have a wonderful evening morning or afternoon see you guys later